Welcome to the Virtual Assistant Advantage Podcast, the podcast for newbie, aspiring, and experienced virtual assistants. This podcast is for the virtual assistant who wishes to grow their business and pursue additional income streams. I'm your host, Christian Virtual Assistant Alicia Avant, and I have been a VA for the past 12 plus years. I'm excited about sharing my experience, my struggles, and my journey with you on this podcast. Welcome! Hey everybody, this is Alicia Avant and I'm your host. I'm excited about today's podcast because this is one of the questions that people ask me the most about being a virtual assistant and that is what to charge. That is always a huge question. What to charge? How much should I get paid? Um, Should I do packages or should I charge hourly? These are common questions that we are going to tackle on today's episode. So what I noticed the most about VAs when it comes to charging is that many times we tend to undercharge and this doesn't help us one bit at all. Obviously we are in the business to make money, but it is important that we charge what we are worth. In a previous episode, I talked a little bit about the fact that most of the time I can do tasks so much faster than a client can do. That is valuable to the client. The fact that I can do a task in 15 minutes that might take them an hour, that is saving them time. So paying me what I'm worth is going to be beneficial to them because it frees them up to do things that they can do and do well. So pricing your services as a virtual assistant. I can't caution you enough about making the mistake of undercharging. That's why I brought that up first. Next, you'll need to keep a few things in mind when you're deciding your pricing. You have to remember you're not trading hours for dollars. You are bringing all of your skills, all of your experience, and your expertise to the table. Those skills, experience, and expertise are much more valuable than merely an hour of your time. You must begin to take all of those things into consideration. (laughs) You got to remember that you have learned these skills or you have even become even better with those skills and therefore you can do things so much better than the person would be able to do who is unexperienced in that particular skill set. You must take all of that into consideration. Oftentimes it's important to consider what the person is willing to pay. And this oftentimes is based upon the niche that you are serving, the target market of people you are serving. If you are serving a professional, then they are going to be used to paying professional pricing and level of service. But if you are serving a stay-at-home mom blogger, she may not have the capacity in her budget to pay what a professional would be able to pay. So consider this when you are doing your pricing. Who is your niche? Who are you targeting? What is their budget? In addition, you want to decide what manner you will charge your clients. 
So there is a couple of options. You can charge per hour or you can charge per package. And when I say package, so let me give you a couple of examples. I have packages and I also have hourly packages. I rarely, if ever, charge someone based on I do the work, see how long it takes me, and then charge them a per hour fee. That is not how I choose to do business. But people, there are VAs out there that do that and do that successfully. Here is how I tend to charge people. One, if it is a package based on a project. So it's a project fee. I will, for example, in the past, have done websites. A website is a very large project and therefore many times you don't know how long it's going to take you. One website may, ta- may take 10 hours where another one may take 20 and it's really hard to know how much time you're going to invest in it. But once you have done multiple websites, you can get a better idea of what you should charge for a site. So I as a result of that, have began charging a project fee. It is one set fee no matter how long it takes me, and I take into consideration all the things that could possibly happen. And when I do a project-based package, I ask that the person pay me 50% of the fee at the beginning as a deposit, and 50% once the package or project is complete. So that's how I do those. Those are one option. I also have this for several clients who have me do their social media. So I do a set number of social media posts, writing, creating graphics, and publishing those to the different platforms or scheduling using a scheduling tool. And it is a set amount per month for that number of posts. Finally, I have hourly packages. And instead of doing the work and getting paid on the end of that, based on how many hours, I have packages of hours, what I like to call buckets of hours, that they can use. And these particular buckets of hours do have an expiration date. So I might charge them for a five-hour package, a 10-hour package, or a 20-hour package. You get the idea. And it is a specific amount of money. I also allow that to be kind of a perk. So if they buy or purchase a bucket of hours, that is at a lower rate than if they were to have me do the work and me send them an invoice in the end of the project or time. So those are some ways that you can choose to offer packaging, pricing, and how you might vary your pricing depending upon what you're doing. I have actually done all of the above over different, you know, different times and find it easier to be the buckets of hours is the easiest of the three that I just explained. I found it was more difficult to sell packages and I know, but I do know that there are virtual assistants who do this and do this well. It really just depends upon how you want to approach it. But those are three ideas that I have for you when it comes to pricing. Another thing that you have to figure out is how to determine your hourly rate when you're pricing your services. I encourage you to do some research because 
we each have a particular skill set and we each as a VA I highly recommend specializing in a specific skill set or maybe one or two skill sets three or four at the most so for example I specialize in social media email marketing and content repurposing and those are my three main skill sets that I enjoy doing so I need to kind of poll or review others who do those same types of services to see what is on average the going rate for VAs in this particular skill set or niche. So I encourage you to do the same. If you're offering graphics, look for other people who are offering the same type of graphic design services that you're offering. If you're offering social media, if you're offering email management, look for others who are offering those particular skill sets and do a comparison to kind of see what the average rate is. Then the way I like to do it is I like to think about how much do I need to make per month and figure out how many hours is it going to take me at that particular rate to make that. Do I have that many hours? Maybe I, do, I need to charge a little bit more so that I can meet the goals that I have. That's where you decide. You kind of take that into account. You work backwards. You figure out how much you're going to have to charge to meet the goals that you have with the limited amount of time that you have. And that's how it works. So this is how I've always approached it. I do recommend starting if you're brand new with a smaller rate, obviously, and working your way up, even if you charge your first client X amount of dollars, your second client, you go up a dollar or two in your rate, your third client, so on and so forth, until you can feel comfortable with a larger amount per hour. But always, always charge with your worth. That is so important because you can enter into extreme burnout. If you are not making the money that you deserve, you will want to throw up your hands and quit much faster than you would if you were making a respectable amount of money per hour and you're able to meet the goals that you have for your business. I hope this was helpful. These are things that you may not have thought about before. There are other topics that go well with this that I'll do on future episodes, such as how to collect your payments, what invoicing tools you might use, and so on and so forth. But that is for another episode. So I hope that you will leave me a review, rate this episode, and subscribe if you like what you hear, and tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening.